I'm in such a good mood today. Wow. And I choose today to record a podcast and hurt everybody's feelings. <laughs> Hi, friends. This week, we're doing an episode of What Would Leo Do? So for anyone that's new, that's when you guys write in and ask me pretty much my advice on whatever your situation is. And you ask, what would I do? Because I'm not going to lie to you. I'm going to tell you the truth. If you need to manipulate somebody, I'll tell you how. <laughs> but I'm excited. So let's jump into this. So someone said, I have a hard time saving money. What advice can you give me on it? Also, I love you and hope you're prospering in every way. Thank you so much. I am. <laughs> That's funny to say. Usually I'm going through some shit. I'm really okay right now. I'm doing great. So when it comes to saving money, you got two options. You can spend less or you can make more. Which one you want to do? <laughs> They're both hard. They're both going to suck. But one thing I learned about my mindset when I was saving is... When you put all your effort and energy into figuring out how to save the money that you do have, you're not exploring the possibilities of how to make more of it. That's a whole different mindset to be in. One is like hoarding resources and one is creating and finding more of them. So it's a matter of picking which one you want to do. So with saving money, stop spending it, bitch. <laughs> The thing that I had to do when I was trying to save money was get very clear on where my money was going. So I made a full budget of all of my expenses and everything that I have going out every month and everything that I have coming in. But one thing I did that also helped with budgeting, you know how you have like your set income? I also planned, like kind of like the manifestation thing, with making a budget. When you see everything you have coming in, you plan for that. Plan for what you're gonna do when you have extra money come in also because you're not gonna get shit you aren't prepared for. You see, it puts you in a whole new mindset of already having the money because you're already thinking about what you're going to do with it. It makes you more of a match to it. So that's a little manifestation trick is everything that you know you have coming in and all of your expenses you know you currently have, get everything squared away because you can't ignore the physical. Get very clear on it and make sure you're safe financially with that. And then if you have an unexpected $500, an unexpected $1,000, an unexpected $10,000 come in, plan what you're going to do with it. Have a game plan, where you're going to put it, where it's going to go, how it's going to help. Okay? But don't get into that delusional thinking of like, oh, $10,000 is just going to manifest. Bitch, don't play like that. Play with what you know, play with the known, and then plan for the extra that could like flutter in, but don't bank on it. That's how people get fucked up when they try and manifest. I did for a long time. I was like, oh, this million bucks is just gonna hit me upside the head. I have no way of making it come in yet, but I'm manifesting it. Don't do that, bitch. I tried it. <laughs> but also with saving, you gotta get your mindset right because when you're out in public and you're shopping or you're choosing not to buy something, you have to look at what you're getting by choosing not to spend the money. So it's like, if you want a new phone and all of a sudden you get to the store and you're like, okay, I want that. But you also are saving for a house or saving for something else that's more important. You're now in an exchange of like, do I want to have this money go toward this phone or do I wanna have this money support me buying a house? If you walk in the store and you see the phone, you're gonna feel like the sense of lack if you don't leave with it. You're gonna be like, oh, I don't get the phone. So you don't look at it like you're saving money. You look at it like you no longer get this thing that you now want. So my biggest tip is stay focused if you're saving on what you're getting by choosing not to spend your money on a new phone. Like, yeah, you don't get the new phone, but what do you want more? A house or a phone? A car or a phone? Whatever you're saving for or this phone? Which one do you want more? But that'll help you kind of deal with the feeling of lack and the annoyance of trying to save money because you're gonna become aware of like all the areas it's going and you're gonna be pissed off. But if you get very clear on what you're saving for, 
you're gonna look at everything else as a trade-off you're willing to make. So buying the new phone, going out to dinner, you're not looking at it like you're losing these things. When you choose not to do those, you're looking at it like you gain a house, you gain the car, you get closer to the thing that you're saving for. That's what has ultimately helped me. So that's what Leo does. <laughs> All right, the next person said, how do I stop thinking about my ex? We've both moved on, but I always think of him unintentionally. When it comes to thinking about an ex, that shit is so annoying. Like when you've broken up with someone or you've cut off an old friend, when you just think back and you like miss someone, that's the most annoying shit. But I'm going to give you a personal experience from what I had to do when I thought that I missed my ex. And my ex was an absolute piece of fucking shit and I did not need to miss him for any reason. But I kept having these thoughts and these feelings like I do miss him. I constantly think of him and I would just try to ignore the thoughts and ignore the feelings and push them away. You need to do the exact opposite. You need to look at directly why you keep thinking about them, why you keep feeling like you miss them. You need to fully face, like turn around and look at the thoughts that you're having and look at the feelings that you feel to figure out what the fuck they're there for and to see if they're even valid. Because if you've convinced yourself someone is better than they are, of course you're gonna miss them. Of course you're gonna constantly think of them. But what I had to do with my ex, I was so sick to even entertain the thought that I missed him. That's how fucking like mad I was. I was like, I'm not even considering that I miss him. I know I might think it, but nah, I would just write it off. What you need to do is face it, okay? Leo, put your ego down. If you did miss him, what is the thing that you think you missed so fucking bad? And I literally made a list of everything that I missed about my ex and everything that made me keep thinking about him. Why was I thinking about him? Why did I feel like I missed him? And I wrote it out. And when it's in your head, it feels very big. This person seems like they're great. When you can get the feelings out of you and the thoughts out of you and you can look at them, you're gonna realize that person ain't shit. And I looked at my list and saw that everything about my ex that I thought that I missed was nothing special to him. It was things that I missed about having a partner, which is totally normal. So after looking at the truth of what I was feeling and why I kept thinking about him, I felt so much more relief when I did think about him because I was able to reassure myself, it's not him that you miss. It's a person, it's a partner, it's someone to do shit with. It's this type of treatment. It's money, because my situation was like with money, like the financial freedom and like the no stress around finances. Like that was something that I really missed. And whenever I was in a situation where I was stressed about money, it made me think about missing him because that would have absolved it. Your brain's gonna do that. Your brain is gonna look for the last time you didn't feel something and make you think that you missed that because it sees it as a way to solve the way that you feel right now. So you're gonna keep thinking about whoever it is that you miss. You're, you have experience with it. It's gonna take time for you to stop thinking about people. But if when you think of them hurts you or annoys you, you need to cover that and write all that shit out and figure out what it is you actually miss and why you keep thinking about them. Because like I said, next time you think about them, it doesn't come in a way that hurts you. It's not annoying. It's not fear-driven. It doesn't invoke anxiety in you when you think about this person or guilt. You get to observe that you're thinking about them or you're missing them and you get to reassure yourself and kind of like disengage that emotional charge that comes with it. Like you're not actually missing the person. You're missing having a person, not the specific person. <laughs> so that's truly what helped me. So that's why I just wanted to ramble about it. Okay, so the next person sent in one that's kind of long, but I'm gonna try and summarize it so I can get to the point. 
This person is basically in a position to continue living with their family who they do not like. They're dirty. They fight a lot. They're not fucking clean. And it stresses her out to like live with them and be around them. She doesn't like any of them. But she's worried about losing money or wasting money by moving and getting her own place. And I have personal experience with this. So I'm going to give you the advice of what Leo did. Why the fuck do I call this what would Leo do if I've done it all already? <laughs> so this is what would Leo did. Okay, that's the new name. <laughs> so the first thing to get is your home and your peace and like your personal life and the place where you lay your fucking head needs to be one where you can relax and be okay. It needs to be a tranquil space and you need to have a place where you can have some peace and get the fuck away from the world and get the fuck away from everybody. And if you're going to be living with people... They need to contribute to that and you need to be able to still live in harmony or live in peace. You need some kind of peace at home. And if you don't have that, any amount of money is worth it. It's not a waste of money at all. Because when I was living at home with my dad, it was stressful, I didn't like it. And by having my home life weigh on my emotions and the way that I felt all the time, it prevented me from working on the things that I wanted to work on and the things that I wanted to do. Who I wanted to be, how I wanted to live my life, all of my emotional energy was so fucking packed up and at home and all my energy was wasted. My head was chaos and I couldn't perform because I couldn't gain clarity anywhere. Like I'd have to go fucking sit in my car in a parking lot to get some alone time or I'd have to go to a coffee shop and there's people all around. If you don't have that place to be fucking still and be quiet and recenter yourself, you're fucked. So do not look at you moving out as a waste of money in any way because... Once you experience life without a toxic home environment, you're going to be able to perform and make so much more fucking money than you can imagine. You're over here scared living at home and I get it. Like you're scared to move out because you know life as it is. It's a little bit safe. It's secure. It's known. You understand this. But what I want you to get and what I wish I could have told myself was your peace is not worth the money. Your energy is not worth the money you'd be spending on rent to get your own place. Go get your own fucking place. Pay that money. Because as soon as you pay that fucking rent and you experience that peace and you see how much more free you feel, how much lighter you feel, how much more energy you have to put into everything that you want to do, how much more excited you are by life, and how much better you become at everything you're working on, you're 1000% going to be like, fuck yeah, it was worth it. All your energy and time is not dealing with these fucking people making your home life hell. Get the fuck out. Do not be scared about losing the money. You're going to have so much more free time and so much more freed up energy to put into making more. And those ideas are going to visit you as soon as you get your ass the fuck out of there. So that's my two cents on being scared and looking at moving out as a waste of money. Waste the fucking money. Because as soon as you hop your ass out, it's all going to make sense. You're going to be like, thank you, Leo. Thank you. Because <laughs> that's exactly what happened to me when I moved out. Everything flipped for me. And I've made more money in a month than I used to make in a year, some months. So everything's going to get better once you have peace at home. And that's why I'm so weird about my apartment and where I live. Now that I've gotten my own fucking space... I don't let nobody fuck with it. I don't let people come over that I don't want to come over. I don't care if it's mean. I don't care if it's rude. This is my fucking peace. This is my space. I energy cleanse it. I smoke cleanse it. I do all kind of shit to make sure my space is catered to me to be calm, to recenter myself and to perform how I need to perform for everything that I'm working on. 
I don't let nobody fuck with that. Every time someone leaves my place, I smoke cleanse the bitch. I get all their fucking energy out, open the doors, open the windows, and I reset my shit. So I'm someone that's speaking to you from the other side of where you want to go. Trust me, that is the way to go. <laughs> all right, next person said, my whole life I've had a passion for being a content creator. When I started making my content, I've lost a lot of people. Close family have cut me out of their lives. I want to pursue my passions, but still feel stuck in how to continue when it feels like there's no one around me to support me. Okay, first thing I would look at is why do I want to become a content creator? What about that do I feel like I want? Do you just want the fucking money? Do you want the brand deals? It's not as much money as you think unless you do it right. Do you want the brand deals? Do you want the trips? Do you want the fame? Do you want the followers? Like, what is it you're truly after? Or are you wanting to become a content creator because you have something to share? There's plenty of fucking people on the internet with nothing to fucking share and just take up your goddamn attention. There's plenty of hot people on the internet. There's plenty of people in the fucking gym posting their workout routines. If unless you have something to share, say the fuck off social media. I don't want to be rude, but it's oversaturated with everybody who wants to become somebody when they're actually a fucking nobody. If you have nothing to share, shut the fuck up. Stay out of everybody's face. You know what I mean? Because now it's so hard to weed through people who are actually worth the fuck online because everybody just wants to be a content creator. And the whole reason I'm saying have something to share is because when you know you have something to share, you're not going to give a fuck who supports you or not. You don't need nobody to support you. People thought I was fucking crazy when I started. People judged me. People made fun of me. Not in front of my face, but people made fun of me and talked shit behind my back. And I don't give a fuck. I never needed someone to support me. I never needed anyone to see my fucking vision but me. Because I know what the fuck I have to share. And that's where I want you to make sure your goal is not just to become a content creator, but to share something. Because that's what's going to keep you pushing and allow you to tap into that confidence that I have of, I don't give a fuck what nobody says. I have this thing to share and it's important. If you want to cut me off for it, Eat shit, bitch. Die. I don't care. <laughs> Maybe not die. Maybe that's a little mean. No, bitch. Die. Everyone that made fun of me, croak. <laughs> but let me reel it back in. If this is your passion you're talking about, claim that shit as your passion. Get very clear on what it is you have to share and what it is you want to get across to people. What is your mission? What is your passion? Get so grounded in that that it's unshakable. And you're committed to that. Get committed to your passion and your mission and what you want to share so hard because that means social media is just a way to share it. It's not dependent on social media. Your mission is why you're on social media. You're not on social media and then thinking of a passion to try and do it. Get grounded in that mission first. Get grounded in that passion you speak of and then understand that Getting that out as much as you can, sharing that message, helping people see whatever comes with your passion is going to be the goal. Social media is a way to gain awareness of it and to share it. There's plenty of other things you can do. So even if social media doesn't work out, if you're attached to that passion, it's never going to die. Social media is a way to get it out there and execute on it and capitalize on it. Sure. But you shouldn't just be on social media just because you want to be on social media. There's plenty of those motherfuckers and I'm sick of seeing them. But like I said, that's how you're going to tap into your confidence and that's how you're going to feel like you don't need no support because you don't. You're not committed to being liked by people. You're not committed to being supported. You're committed to your fucking mission. And that's that. Okay, this one we're going to talk about. 
Someone said, what would you do if a fan saw you in public and decided to take a picture with you and then suddenly asked you out? That would make me very fucking uncomfortable. And a couple of people have done that. And I don't like it. I genuinely don't fucking like it. I need to do a full podcast episode where I rant about how to fucking meet me in public. Don't fucking take pictures of me if I'm not looking at you. If you have not come up to me and said hi to me, don't fucking take pictures of me from across the room. People send me pictures of me walking in the parking lot all the fucking time. That's weird. That's fucking creepy. And it's going to paranoia me the fuck out. Like it's going to put me on fight or flight mode. I'm very protective of myself. And if I feel like someone is watching me, I don't like that shit. If you come up to me and say hi, I'm the nicest motherfucker you'll ever meet. We'll take a picture, we'll kiki, we'll laugh, we'll hug, love you to death. Like, we're besties. But for people to just, like, stalk me or take pictures of me from afar, I don't like that shit at all. But there's been a couple of people who have tried to shoot their shot. And how do I politely say, play in your league? Oh my god. I don't want to hurt everybody's feelings. But like if you have any hesitation about asking me out or flirting with me, if I meet someone and I'm interested in them or I have any interest in someone that's coming up and saying hi to me, you're going to fucking know. Okay? I'm very flirty when something catches my attention. I'm very forward. I'm very open about the way that I feel. If I have interest in you, I will tell you. So just know that. Let me make the first fucking move. Okay? If I hug you, that's not making a move. If I I fuck you, that's making a move. Okay? So I'm very friendly. I'm very nice with everybody. Don't take it as flirting. If you have to question if I'm flirting with you, I'm not. I'll be very fucking forward. (laughs) But a couple people have, like, tried to, like, make moves on me and flirt with me. And it makes me very uncomfortable because you come up to me as, like, someone who supports me and you want to take a picture with me. And then you're trying to, like, go at me at a different angle. Like, I don't want to be shutting that down and have you walk away from the experience thinking that I was an asshole. I love that you came and said hi to me. I did not like that you pushed yourself on me because people are fucking pushy. These gays piss me off. They don't know how to fucking respect a boundary or be polite. But let me not get so fucking heated about this. Let me just shut the fuck up and get to the point. If you come up to me and you recognize me and you like me, thank you. I love it. Always come say hi if you see me. But if you're considering making a move on me, if I like you, I will ask for your Instagram. I will make it very clear that I want to stay in contact with you. I will make it very clear that I have interest in you, okay? So just know that. If anybody's listening to this, just know. You don't have to make a move on me. If I like you, I'll make one first. That's how I am. Okay, next one, we're talking about religion. Oh my god. (laughs) I gotta touch this one with like a 10-foot pole because y'all be sensitive as a motherfucker. Okay, so this girl said, Hi, Leo. My boyfriend is extremely religious and I am not at all. I'm very willing to learn more about his relationship with God and create one for myself. But he says if I don't, it will ruin our relationship and I don't like that. Thoughts? I have a whole bunch of them. (laughs) So the first thing Leo would do is assess the person you're dating's relationship with God. So if I'm talking to a guy or I'm dating a guy. And he's so obsessed with God and is so like, ah, I'm going to try to understand that. What the fuck is that dynamic going on? And why is it so important to you that I have the same relationship with God that you do? There's something very deep in there. And the first thing Leo would do is assess that. 
I would try to understand absolutely everything I could about his relationship with God. How does he view God? Does he look at God as someone to throw things into his hands and avoid responsibility and avoid power in his life? Does he put things on God and expect to be taken care of? How does he live his life? Does he live an empowered life where he realizes he's in control or does he throw his power to God and say, you handle it, you fix it? Is he the type of person that prays and thinks it solves things? Or does he understand you can ask for guidance and pray, show gratitude, but you also have to correct things in the physical reality when you fuck things up. You don't just pray and it goes away. How is his relationship with God? You need to see all the dynamics going on there. You need to see what he expects of the relationship with God. And you also need to realize, what does he think about people who don't have a relationship with God? Does he look at them like, that makes me sad that I have a good relationship with Source and you don't. I want to help you achieve that. Or does he look at people without a relationship to God like, ugh, they're disgusting, they're beneath me, they're evil. Which perspective does he hold? One of them will make him extremely fucking dangerous. Because if you're walking around just judging people who are not like com connected to God in the same way that you are and don't have the same relationship, you're a dumb fuck. Because you don't realize that other people have different experiences that maybe haven't led them to God or led them to a different God or led them away from God. If you're able to just like throw life into your own little perspective and judge everybody else who doesn't think the way that you think in your little bubble, you're a dangerous motherfucker. You need someone that can hold space for everyone's experiences, everyone's opinions, and not shame you. So the first thing is get very clear on what your person you're dating's relationship with God is like. You need to dissect the fuck out of that. Because you might be dealing with someone who's fucking insane. But also, someone like me could have a very close relationship with a God and not have it be unhealthy. Would I date someone who is an atheist? I don't know. Probably not. I have such a relationship with the universe and my spirit guides and entities and the universe at large that I'm aware of so much more going on. I've experienced it and I've tapped into a lot of shit. And for other people to not get to experience that, I'm the type that I want you to get to experience it. I don't want to force you. I'm not going to tell you this is why this is happening. This is how it is. I'm not going to tell you this is my God. This is how things go. I don't believe in the typical God, but I want to give people the experiences that I've had that make you question things and come to your own opinion about the universe or spirituality or fucking entities and spirit guides. Like I want you to have your own experiences and draw your own conclusions from it. But for someone to just walk around life being like, no, well, there's no point to life. When we die, we're dead. Ooh, <laughs> that's someone who's been let down a lot. And that's someone who doesn't trust anything and hasn't unlocked that part of their brain to expand way further past this life. And I don't judge them for it because they've had their own experiences that lead them to that. So look at his relationship to God. That's what Leo would do. Look at it, try to figure out if there's any red flags you need to run away from. I listed a few, but someone that is too gung-ho about God and you have to look at him the same way that I do and you have to have a relationship with him as strong as I do or you're bad that's a dangerous motherfucker I don't like people like that that's fucking mad weird 
Because he's also someone that's going to turn the knife on himself and look at it like he's betraying his God for caring about someone who doesn't have the same relationship. So that's a whole lot of things to unpack. Assess the fucking relationship to God and there's going to be so many red flags or green flags that you see. But him being very, if you don't love God like I do, we're done. Then we're done. <laughs> that's what Leo would do. Mm, kick rocks. I'm a very stubborn prick. Nobody's going to tell me what to do. If you tell me to love God, no. I'm going to come to that on my own. I'm going to fucking choose what I want to choose. I'm not going to be forced into anything to be with you. An ultimatum is the worst thing you can give someone like me. What would Leo do with an ultimatum? Choose the opposite of what the person wants. And I've done that since I'm like 10 years old. Anytime someone has said, Leo, choose this or me. <laughs> I choose the opposite of that person because I'm like, Fuck you for trying to take my power from me. I will take the consequences that come along with choosing against you. And I don't care if it hurts me. I'm giving you the biggest fuck you and claiming my power. You're not going to force me into an ultimatum and force me to choose you. I will choose the opposite just to spite you. <laughs> but that's just me. You don't have to be like that. It's caused me a lot of headache, but I've thrown up a lot of middle fingers with that. <laughs> Oh, bitch, I forgot that I screenshotted this one. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Babe, I'm so sorry. I'm about to hurt the fuck out of your feelings. Oh, my God, but I can't lie. But I'm going to set you free with what I'm about to say. This girl wrote in, so basically, my boyfriend treats me like shit. I pretty much buy him everything he wants and do everything he wants, and he doesn't return that energy. I know he loves me, but the effort that he puts in doesn't really show it that much. There is so much more in this paragraph, but I'm going to stop it there because that's all I need to fucking hear. You say, I know he loves me. You say he treats me like shit and basically puts no effort into you or energy into you to show it. I'm not going to allow you to live in that delusion. You're gaslighting the fuck out of yourself to continue dealing with his bullshit. If someone's treating you like hell and you tell them, oh, it's okay. I know that they love me. Where the fuck is the love? To love someone is not just something you feel for them. To love something is an action. To love, I look at it like it's a fucking verb, okay? You love me, you care about me. You're gonna do things that are caring. You're gonna take me into consideration. You're not gonna do things that hurt me. When you love someone, your actions and your energy and the way you care for them show it. So he's showing you jack shit and you're over here lying to yourself and saying he loves me. How the fuck are you going to know? Can you open his chest and look and see what he feels? No. All you can trust is the way he treats you. And if he's treating you bad and he's not doing one loving action toward you, quit gaslighting yourself, babe. I know that's hard to hear, but don't settle for no shit like that. Like playing devil's advocate. You're basically shutting yourself up and saying, suffer because he loves me. Even though he doesn't show it, ah, I just know he feels it. Do you see? Do you see how dangerous that is? Babe, you got to get the fuck out. You genuinely got to get the fuck out. Leo would have been left. Leo gets disrespected once and is out. I might hit you on the way out, but I'm out. You, no second chances, no fuck shit, nothing. And y'all want to know how I have such a strong self-concept and confidence and I'm as like sure of myself as I am because I don't tolerate people coming around me who will hurt me or disrespect me. You will not even make me question 
how I think of myself and what I'm capable of and how lovable I actually am. You mistreat it, you're out, you're cut. No fucking ifs, ands, or buts. Y'all want to know what it costs to be confident? That. Tolerate and no bullshit. But with tolerating no bullshit, the people that are in my life, 10 out of 10. I've had to cut one recently. But there's all the people in my life are literally such good fucking people care about me to the fucking end of the earth. Like they're loyal as shit. They don't fuck around. They don't disrespect me. I don't disrespect them. Holding everyone to high standards and holding myself to high standards. The people you meet when you match up there, you can't describe it. But like the most solid fucking people are in my life because I don't fuck around with no bullshit. And they don't either. That's how you access each other. If you keep dealing with people who fuck on you and treat you like hell, no one worth the fuck is going to want to get near you. Because if they see you tolerating bullshit from other people, that's drama. That's bullshit going to come into their life. So with me, with someone like this, would I allow them to be friends with me? No. I don't like people that are like that. I don't like people who are pushovers. I don't like people who allow bullshit into their life. Because if I'm friends with you, the bullshit coming in your life that you won't clean the fuck up is going to seep into mine. You're not safe to care about. Put your fucking boundaries up. Stop dealing with people's bullshit. I don't care who it is. I feel like that just went on a tangent, but I need to come back to this girl. I feel like I said what I needed to say. I'm so sorry I had to say it, but if he's not showing you in any way that he loves you, he's just saying it, consider it a fucking lie. Because the position you're in right now is you're gaslighting yourself. And I understand why. And I'm sorry, and I know how hurt you are to be doing that, and I know how desperate you are to have this person in your life and how much you care about them, or else you wouldn't be doing this to yourself to keep them. But it is in your best interest to wake up. So that's why I said what I said. Love you. I promise. <laughs> All right. The last one I'm going to hit on is someone said, how do I find the motivation to work out? <laughs> you asked the right motherfucker. I'd be having to hunt for the shit too. I genuinely like with a flashlight every day I wake up. Where's the motivation? <laughs> Anybody have anything to spare? Spare change. That's me like a homeless motherfucker on the side of the road. Spare motivation. Does anybody have any? No, but seriously, the thing I'm going to tell you about motivation is if you're going to spend your time and focus on how to find motivation, you're fucked because you cannot find it. You cannot invoke that feeling state. There is no control over it. There is no surefire way to find motivation. You can look at things. You can read things. You can experience things that give you a boost of motivation, but there is not one thing I can tell you to do to go do this, go make this phone call and you'll have motivation. There's no guarantee if you're going to get motivation or not. So if you're over here trying to find a feeling state that you have absolutely no certain control over, you're putting your effort in the wrong place. Do not focus on how to find motivation. Focus and look for ways of how to do things without motivation. Look for ways to continue moving forward even when you don't feel motivated. That is more productive. Literally look at it. Finding a feeling state that you can't guarantee versus finding a way through shit without that feeling. Which one's going to make you do things? Which one's going to make you accomplish things? This one. And that's one thing people really need to get is like shift your focus. Stop trying to find motivation. Start trying to find a way to continue without it. You're going to open up to a whole new set of perspectives. You're going to realize so much new shit and all the true motivation is over here. 
When you continue forward, even when you don't have motivation, that becomes motivating. When you go to the gym today, or you go work on something today that you're not motivated to do, tomorrow, when you don't have motivation, and you look back, you're like, I did it yesterday without feeling motivated. I now have the confidence I can continue without it. That is going to motivate you that you do have the willpower and that you do have the strength to do it regardless of how you feel. That's more motivating than watching some fucking douchebag on TikTok flex or watching some fucking YouTube video where these guys are screaming at you. How ironic. I'm the asshole screaming at you. (laughs) But you get what I'm saying with like the motivational bullshit. Like put on those little clips. Sure. Those work sometimes. But look for a way to do things without motivation. Shift your focus to that. Don't waste your time on how to find motivation. All the motivation's over here. I promise. As soon as you flip that, you're good. Because that's what flipped for me. And that's why I've been able to do so much that I do now. I used to hunt for motivation. Nothing changed until I flipped it. Now I'm unstoppable. Now I've been doing everything. (laughs) Now I get to a point of exhaustion. I'm like, all right. I know I'll get everything done. But like, girl, take a nap. Lay down. Like I have to like tell myself to stop. Because I will just continue even if I'm not motivated. Like I've kind of like cracked the code. But that's how you crack it, is looking for ways to do things even if you're unmotivated. And it's going to be different for everyone, so that's why I'm saying explore it for you. That is all I've got for this episode of What Would Leo Do? I'm sweating. I feel like I yelled a lot in this. Leave me a little comment down below if you're watching this on YouTube and let me know what you thought. And leave me a thumbs up and subscribe and all that shit if you're new. And like I said, if you want to be featured in the next episode I do, the link will be in the description where you can go and submit your situation. And get my little two cents on it. (laughs) You gotta really be careful with me because I'd be screaming. My social media will also be in the description. You can follow me there. I'd be posting all kind of shit on Instagram now. I'd be like taking it serious for once. I've been on TikTok, but I finally started taking Instagram serious. So I'd be there. (laughs) And to everybody listening on the audio version of this, leave me a five stars rating. Okay? Just between me and you. You don't have to tell nobody. And it means so much to me. Thank you so much. Five stars. You don't have to leave a review. If you want to, do it. But just hit the five-star button and just be on with your day. Thank you so much. Just a little eensy-weensy favor. (laughs) With that being said, that's all I got. Okay? Everybody, stay safe. Take care of yourself. And I will talk to you guys next Sunday.